say hello to Floyd Little and Jim Brown, Sean Tucker in the orange record books with his fifth touchdown of the game. All across CNY. Kick the tires and light the fires, big day. It's the 315. Hardy faking face the crease. Jameson goes the game. He scores! Here's Brian Higgins. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome in Super Bowl weekend. No Syracuse men's basketball game this weekend to speak of. First time we've had uh, that to say. We are we are without our normal compass as we enter the show today. Good thing the biggest sporting event on earth is happening on Sunday. That should point us in the right direction. Lots going on, though. Uh, Non-men's hoops uh, related this weekend. we got lacrosse later today with the guys. Ladies kick off their season tomorrow. Guys back at it on Sunday. Women's hoops, big game. South Bend on Sunday, much, much to discuss across all realms of Syracuse sports. And, uh, yeah, that little tiny, little tiny thing called the Super Bowl. That little tiny thing called the Super Bowl is indeed happening on Sunday. We haven't talked about it, like, at all. We've known it's been happening for almost two weeks now. We've had a lot going on. Bayheim, we've had a lot going on here uh, the last two weeks. I, I presume... Like in other towns and whatnot, they've been talking about the Super Bowl? Or have they? Like the NBA has just been like, nope, here's all our star players. They're all on different teams now. We got our own thing going on. Combine that with the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs have kind of been there, done that. We know all about the Chiefs. That And the Eagles, the Eagles haven't really done anything wacky here in the last week or so. So there's just not a lot of normal crazy Super Bowl stuff to talk about, which is probably a good thing as far as what we'll hope to see on uh, Sunday, get a great game between those two teams. Here's what we got coming up today, though. Uh, when there is a Super Bowl, that means there's, you know, your squares. Who are you going to pick to win the game? What colors the winning Gatorade? Who's going to win the coin toss? Heads or tails? All this stuff, 8 million prop bets. Like, if you want to bet on a thing that's happening in the game on Sunday and you can't figure out a way to do it, that's a you problem here in uh, 2023. Like, if you can't do that without getting out of your chair these days, that's a you problem. And uh, we'll we'll get our picks in today. Uh, Mario will be with us at 3. We'll get the Psycho 6 back, see where uh, Mario's going here this week. We'll do that at 3. The man who sort of knows will make his... Presence felt up before that. And then Jim Coventry, we had Jim on a few weeks ago. He of Roto-Wire. He's got prop picks coming out of everywhere for this thing. He's been dropping a new prop pick every day on Twitter for the last two weeks. He's got prop picks coming out everywhere. He's got like a 23-page guide of stuff. Again, look out for the Super Bowl. We'll talk to Jim coming up at 3.30. I'll be interested to talk to him about, all right, he's been dropping Super Bowl props for the last two weeks. All right, so uh, the thing you dropped last Monday, you still feel good about it today? How much has changed? Because we're seeing lines going all over the map. So uh, looking forward to talking to Jim coming up at 3.30 today. And looking forward to uh, next week on the show, which is just uh, communicating uh, via email with this man. Brian Curtis of The Ringer does a lot of their uh, media reviews and uh, whatnot. He's he's lost somewhere in Radio Row right now. We were maybe going to talk to him today and, you know, give it a second. We'll, we'll get kind of his review of the whole 
the whole production, the whole TV aspect of it, the whole everything that goes into it. We'll, we'll try to do that next week, still lining that up. But uh, that'll be fun to do kind of after the fact once we've sat down and consumed the product on Sunday from the game broadcast to the commercials to the slow-mo tears rolling down the players' faces to all that stuff. That'll be fun to review kind of on the on the back end of it all. But uh, we'll get to all of that in due time here on a Super Bowl Friday afternoon. I do have to start off with, with, with this. You know, I walk into the studio every day and sit down in a chair to do this show, as one does. The same person sits in the same chair before me basically every day, Paulie. The chair is never at the same height when I sit down. Like today, it was like plummeting into the deepest hole imaginable. Like I don't think I've reached the chair yet. I, I never know what I'm walking into when you walk in here. Like you sit down and you know you like you expect to have hit the chair, but you haven't gotten there yet. It, it was one of those. So I'm still recovering from the shock of literally sitting down to do the show today. I, I don't know how Paulie does that. Different chair height every day. Keeping me on my toes in here, but we'll make it through. But yeah, the Super Bowl's coming up on Sunday. I know the height of my couch that I'll be sitting on to watch it, so that'll be a much easier prep to get into the Eagles and the Chiefs. Does anybody have a good feel for this? And I think that will make for a good game. Like the spread's what? One, one and a half for the Eagles right now? And everyone's kind of on the Eagles? I've had a feeling all year that the other conference is the best conference. Like when the NFC teams played the AFC teams this year, the, the AFC teams won the games. And the better AFC teams, you know, did what they wanted with the with the NFC teams. And the Chiefs popped out of that. And yet the, the Eagles seem to be favored right now and be the consensus. I, I think we're going to get a good game. The Eagles have been there all year. They've been this team all year long. The Chiefs have been this team all year long. The Chiefs have been this team for five years, essentially. Like, they are just there. They are there. And they, I don't think they are going to have the issue from the Bucks Super Bowl a few years ago where they did not look right and got blown out. Their offensive line was broken in that game. Everyone was hurt. They didn't have their guys, and Mahomes got just slaughtered. Well, uh, now Mahomes may be banged up this game, but I think the line's okay. So I think the main deficiency that... We saw Kansas City having their Super Bowl loss a few years ago has been uh, fixed and shouldn't be a problem this year. And like, if Mahomes is upright, if uh, Hearts is upright in these games, I, I think we're going to have a good game. Like these, both both these teams can score. They kind of go about it differently. We'll have a little contrast of styles. Their story got lines galore. Andy Reid, the Kelseys, Mahomes, the MVP, looking to become an MVP and Super Bowl winner in the same year. Jalen Hurts. You know, lifted at halftime of the national championship game in college football. Does he get to close one out this time? Like, there's a lot of great stuff like that on the line. A lot of legacy stuff when it comes to Andy Reid, uh, especially in this game. He's already one of the greats. He's got a billion, bajillion wins, two franchises, been to the Super Bowl now four times. But if he can add a second Super Bowl title to it, that just cements any last thoughts of anything that might be a nick in his legacy. If Mahomes... Can get a second Super Bowl here, and what is it, year six as a starter? Year five as a starter? I mean, he's already going to be a Hall of Famer, basically, however the rest of his career pans out. But, you know, he, he's going to start elevating up the Pantheon at a very young age if he uh, wins this one here over the weekend. So lots of fun stuff to get into. We'll get in everyone's picks and uh, the prop bets with Jim Coventry coming up at 3.30. 
Want to uh, start, though, with the, the women's hoops game last night. That was uh, the biggest win of the Felicia Leggett Jack era, without question. They've kind of, for the most part, held serve up to this point of the season. One games, you know, all right, nice record. Haven't Hadn't really beat anybody that moved the needle up until yesterday. And uh, what's so interesting is uh, the women's team's been banged up recently. Tisha Hyman returned to the lineup yesterday. Asia Strong is still out. Uh, Carolina was banged up yesterday. They were missing two of their starters uh, again. Alyssa Utsby is either their best or their second best player, depending on the day she didn't play. I'm sure that had a dramatic effect on the game. But, you know, as we've been talking about with the men of late, okay, what can they do? Is there a chance to make a run? How can you erase bad losses from earlier in the season? Well, the numbers are the numbers. The net is the net. The quads are the quads. Syracuse won a quad one game yesterday. And that is not going to change just because North Carolina's players were hurt. Well, maybe it made it easier to win the game. I said maybe. While it definitely made it easier to win the game, it doesn't matter when it comes to the numbers. So Syracuse moves up and firmly onto the bubble as of today. Doesn't matter in the eyes of the net that Carolina's players were hurt. Now Syracuse will go on the road on Sunday to Notre Dame, 10th-ranked team in the country. Notre Dame is very good. The Orange have gone there many times. They've never won in that building. One of Notre Dame's starters, Dara Mabry, blew her knee out a few weeks ago. She's done for the season. Now, Notre Dame is still playing very well, but they're without key starter, best outside shooter. Now, if Syracuse goes there and wins on Sunday, that's still going to be their best one of the year. It doesn't matter. The numbers are the numbers. But the Orange women will have chances here coming up. Uh, you know, season ends today. Are they in the tournament? I would say no. But you got the win against Carolina. If you can go to Notre Dame on Sunday and win the game, the math on that changes. If you can go a week from last night down to Florida State, who just chunked one last night against Miami, if you can go down to Tallahassee in a week, who's a top 25 team right now, and win the game, the math on that changes. So much like the men do here in the coming weeks, The Orange women have opportunities. What the Orange women have or don't have, depending on how you look at this, compared to the men is the Orange women do not have uh, the pockmarks on their resume that the men have, i.e. Colgate and Bryant. Now, the women have some clunkers in strength of schedule of their opponents, like some of their early season games were just like, oh boy, that team's not good at basketball. Look away. The men have fewer of those, but the women have no bad losses, essentially. So we'll see how resumes stack up, but, you know, at least at this moment in time, they have moved themselves in position to think about being in position. Now they got to go win some serious games on the road here coming up to advance that. But uh, without question, biggest win of the uh, Felicia Leggett Jack era came last night uh, in the Dome. Huge third quarter. They couldn't miss a shot in the third quarter. 31 points in the third. Just a devastating uh, display over that 10 minutes of basketball. So congrats to the ladies last night uh, pocketing uh, their biggest win of the season, albeit against a depleted Carolina team. But the record will show for the rest of time that the women's basketball team did defeat the number 14 team in the country. We'll see how they do. Super Bowl Sunday, 4 o'clock tip. Is it 4? I think it's 4 on Sunday, right? Against... um, against number 10 Notre Dame. It is four on Sunday. That's like luck of the draw, luck of the draw. Mm, Four on Super Bowl Sunday. There are better times. Now, if you're at home watching the game, hey, you're getting your food, toss that on, getting your food ready, whatever. 
And that is a that is a road game, though. That is a road game. Three of the last four on the road here for the ladies. Want to get into the lacrosse weekend coming up? It is a busy lacrosse weekend. Kayla Trainer starts year two in charge of a Syracuse women's lacrosse tomorrow against uh, her most recent opponent. Northwestern ended Syracuse's season last year, and they are in start their season this year against uh, Northwestern. Last year's uh, ended in the tournament. This year's will begin in the Dome. That is tomorrow at noon. And then the men uh, sandwich around that. They play tonight against Albany at 6. I, th- I think this is a very tricky game uh, for the Syracuse men. We'll get into that as we go along. Maybe hear a little from Gary Gate, a little from Kayla Trainer. I think tonight is a very tricky game for the men. It's against the team they lost to last year. And now Syracuse against the team they lost to last year is heavily favored tonight. Heavily favored tonight. Something don't quite smell right. Something's not passing the smell test. Now, do I think Syracuse can and should win the game? Yeah. But I don't think this is going to be uh, anything easy uh, for the Arch tonight. Sunday will be easy. Holy Cross stinks. That's my preview of Syracuse lacrosse on Sunday. Holy Cross stinks. That said, that means Syracuse lacrosse will look great on Sunday, and we know you want to see it because I got four free tickets. It's a family four-pack. It's good fun times. So we get to go watch Syracuse lacrosse win on Sunday against Holy Cross at one. We'll give those tickets or up out with the trivia Coming up at 2.30. Got a little uh, little trivia lacrosse question coming up at 2.30 uh, to give out tickets uh, to that game. So we shall uh, do that today. So, uh, you know, lots going on around the Syracuse sporting landscape, even though there are no men's basketball games this weekend. No immediate uh, orange um, ties to the Super Bowl this year that I can uh, think of. I know Axe was doing his, his trivia last night. He had me yelling at the... The radio in the car on the way home. Come on, people. Win the win the Hoffman sausage thing. Larry Zaka. Somebody say Larry Zaka. He was the MVP. Larry Zaka, Super Bowl eight. Somebody say Larry Zaka. I got home before anyone won the tickets. I, I, I heard not the tickets, the sausage. Hopefully somebody will be enjoying that tailgate package this week. And hopefully somebody finally got the, the right answer to that thing. Hopefully. I was yelling in my car on the way home yesterday. Just Syracuse Super Bowl trivia answers to nobody. Roland Williams! Say Roland Williams! Jordan tells me Scooter won. Oh, good for Scooter. That's good. We like Scooter. I was just... Art Jones! Art Jones! Somebody say Arthur Jones! Anyway, let's take a break. We'll say Jim Beheim when we come back. The Jim Beheim show was last night. It was, you know, nothing contentious or cantankerous happened. What's the fun of that? I don't know. Jim said some stuff. You can listen to some of the stuff he said when we come back. It's QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> It's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Here I am. Here we are. Super Bowl weekend, all across weekends. And how will those things combine for, to win somebody tickets on Sunday? The phone number is 315 437 7644. We have four tickets a family four pack to the game on Sunday. Syracuse and Holy Cross face off in the Dome on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. We got Wayne in the truck. Wayne, are you ready for some trivia for tickets for Sunday? Yeah, let's try it, Brian. All right, here we go, Wayne. It is a Super Bowl weekend, so there have been there are two possible answers to this question. 
Name me a Division One lacrosse player that has won a Super Bowl ring as a player. Oh. Wayne? I have no idea. Okay, Wayne. I'd say one story is... Uh, thank you, Wayne, as always. One story is well-known. One, um, one, if somebody gets the other one, it's going to blow my socks off. But one... One is the answer to every football lacrosse question uh, that there is. Stu in Fayetteville is with us. Stu, are you ready? I think so. Okay, give me one Division One lacrosse player that has won a Super Bowl ring as a player. Um, Jim Brown? Uh, Jim Brown uh, did not play in the Super Bowl. That is a good uh, Syracuse tie to guess, though. Uh, thank you for the call, Stu. Uh, Jim did win an okay. NFL championship. You know, Jim had not occurred to me. He retired in... Uh, 64 after winning the NFL championship for the Browns, but never played in the Super Bowl. But Jim, uh, Jim is a sneaky, uh, a sneaky answer that did not occurred to me. He is not the answer to every uh, NFL lacrosse question of recent vintage. Uh, the guy that is the answer to this question, if I had asked any question that was about football and lacrosse, for the most part, this guy would uh, be the answer to the question. Would be the answer. Uh, to the question. We'll get into the lacrosse weekend as well as we give away these tickets. The men play Albany tonight. Uh, this is going to be a sneaky, difficult game, I think, for Gary Gate and the guys. And women's lacrosse tomorrow against Northwestern. What a game that's going to be. And then a Holy Cross in the Dome on uh, Sunday. All right, uh, back to the phones. we got Matt in Syracuse. Uh, Matt, for four tickets to the game on Sunday, give me one Division One lacrosse player that has won a Super Bowl ring as a player. Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan is the answer to every football and lacrosse trivia question. That is correct, Matt. Uh, congrats. You're going to the game on Sunday. Uh, stay on the line. Uh, Jordan will get your information, and we'll get you the tickets for Sunday, okay? Thanks, thanks, Google. Uh, okay. Googled it up. Come on, people. Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan is the answer to that question 100% of the time. I like the Jim Brown answer, though. Yes, Chris Hogan uh, won a Super Bowl with the Pats. He was a Division One lacrosse player at Penn State. Chris Hogan... Played lacrosse. The other answer, this one, you know, I, I, you know, I wrote this question knowing Chris Hogan was the answer, but you still got to Google it up just to make sure there's not a random other one. And there was a random other one. Never heard of the guy for multiple reasons. Uh, Zach Triner, I think I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, T-R-I-N-E-R, was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers long snapper three years ago that apparently a decade ago for like a season or two, was Sienna's face-off guy. That one, um, that one doesn't uh, come up. Never had heard that before. So Zach and Chris Hogan, Chris Hogan, receiver for the Patriots, is our answer to the question. So there we go. Google and Matt are going to the lacrosse game against Holy Cross on Sunday. Does Google take one, one seat or two? One seat or two. But it is a busy lacrosse weekend in the Dome, and we're looking forward to it. It starts tonight, Houston, Albany. Uh, I think a lot of people are giving this as just a a rollover win for the Orange. I think Syracuse is going to win this game tonight. I do think that. If you, if you look at lines on these things, and lines on these things do exist now. I don't know how accurately they get them for lacrosse, but lines on these things do exist now. I was last informed that the Orange are six-and-a-half goal favorites tonight. I said, what? That's a lot. They lost to this very team by two goals last year. Lost. Albeit it was in a driving rainstorm with a lot of different people in Albany, but they played and they lost. Six and a half goals. And this game, historically, has been close a lot of the time. 
Scott Maher and Albany's done a great job. Just read a little uh, preview article on them. It is Albany's opener uh, tonight. He's excited about this year. They got a, for the most part, healthy team coming in. I think we're going to get a good game tonight. I think Syracuse will win. Let's say 5.30 Orange pregame over on TK99. And then the game uh, faceoff starts at uh, 6. We're looking forward to that. Uh, let's get a little Gary Gate on the game tonight. Here is uh, Gary on what is the team is working on getting ready for this Albany game. We got everybody on the same page. Uh, the, the key word I would say for this week is execution. I think that's where we slept a little bit. Um, you know, rides, clears, things like that. We, we didn't execute those as, as sharply as we thought we were prepared for. So we've really done a lot of extra work to make sure that uh, we clear the ball well, we ride the ball well, and uh, you know, again, the offense being a little more crisp and uh, getting some better quality shots. Uh, yeah, last week, it was a sloppy offensive performance for Syracuse. Now it is game one. Things like that often happen in game one, so this will be a big test here to see what the Orange have improved from last Saturday and the win against all Vermont to tonight. Getting an Albany team that, you know, no strangers to coming into the Dome. They had been coming here every year since 2004, save for last. That was the first Syracuse trip to Albany. They know what it's all about to come in here. They got a lot of CNY guys on the roster usually. So I'm thinking we'll get a good game. Can the Orange offense be more crisp? Like, if, if it clicks tonight, the Orange could blow them out. Like, it's always in play because Syracuse does have a talent advantage. But are, are the freshmen ready? Is the defense going to play as well as they did in the opener? Because the defense and Will Mark, the goalie, played very well. The clearing game was sloppy. and offense was sloppy. Turnovers were sloppy. Again, the opener. What are you going to clear up heading into game two tonight? Now, game three, that's your happy fun times, get everybody in the game, run it up kind of game. Like the Orange played Holy Cross last year in the opener, Gary Gates' first game, and the final score was 28-5. to And then the rest of the season happened. So Holy Cross is not good. That'll, you know, get everybody out, get your legs loose, get ready for Maryland next week. Ooh, Maryland's still good, huh? But Albany tonight, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting game because that was, like, the for Albany last year, and, again, it's too bad, and you didn't want to make it harder on Syracuse, but it's too bad it, it, it torrentially poured that Thursday night in Albany last year. And they had expected to sell out, and it was basically nobody there. But Albany was treating that game, speaking of, like their Super Bowl last year. And that was one of, you know, regular season-wise, the biggest wins in the history of the program. The way they acted to it, even though Syracuse stunk last year, the whole thing. So we'll see if the Orange can get a little revenge uh, from last night. Again, the roster's very different for Syracuse. But believe you me, the people that played in that game last year, they have not forgotten. Got a little chippy. Got a little physical. Got a little muddy. Got a lot muddy. My goodness, it was boring. Well, we'll see if the Orange can get him back tonight again. That is a 6 o'clock face-off in the Dome. Tomorrow, the women start their season. Uh, tomorrow, it will be Syracuse against uh, Northwestern. Now, the Orange last year played Northwestern twice. Once in Chicago in the regular season. Uh, the women's lacrosse officials did some weird stuff at the end of the game. You know, as does happen. And Syracuse lost that one in overtime 16-15. Then they met again in the playoffs last year, and it went 
as wrong as anything could possibly have gone uh, for Syracuse in the Final Four. Lost to Northwestern 15-4. to Just the train fell off the tracks. Fell off the tracks. Here's uh, Kayla Trainer looking back as it's now back-to-back games against Northwestern on how the season did end against those Wildcats last year. Yeah, I mean, you know, last year I think injuries really hurt us. We weren't healthy and, um, you know, they they were playing their best lacrosse at the end of the year, you know, but we, we honestly we really moved past that and this is a totally different team and um, totally different excitement around this game. That, pardon me, they lost, that game was a quarterfinal game last year, not the Final Four. That was in the quarters. It was played at Northwestern, but it went like all the way wrong. Uh, last year, and here is uh, Meg Carney. She was one of the many, 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 many Orange players who were injured last year. Here's uh, Meg Carney, number 22 in your program, on uh, what it will be like to start the season with a team that ended their last season. Um, I mean, we're obviously playing with a chip on our shoulder this year, uh, especially since they just ended our season. That's who we last played, and now we're starting with them. So it's kind of like crazy. I mean, we've never done anything like that before. We've never started with a top five team, but definitely just makes it more exciting. It's a very great game to watch. I mean, I'm hoping the Dome's going to be packed. Uh, yeah, it should be a good crowd for that. And, uh, go figure, they aren't just starting. Right, Syracuse is ranked number five. It's very hard to do this. There's only four teams ranked ahead of you. So to play two of them in your first two games, that takes some work. So Syracuse is playing uh, Northwestern um, tomorrow, and then next week they're hosting Maryland, who's number two. So let's just get them all out of the way right now. And then the other two ranked ahead of them, North Carolina and Boston College, you know, reside in the same league. So... Syracuse, as they did with Gary, as they now do with Kayla, they will play anybody, anytime, anywhere. And it makes for a, a fun season to go through. Challenging, but uh, very fun to watch uh, for the ladies who will, again, head off in search of their first ever national championship this season. Looking forward to a busy and exciting lacrosse weekend. With that, it is the Super Bowl weekend. Many picks to be made, many things to be gambled upon. Not all of them the Super Bowl, but it's certainly out there. We'll begin getting into them next. We'll talk to Jim Coventry of Rotowire coming up at 3.30. He has like every Super Bowl prop bet imaginable. He's got thoughts. He's got many of them. Uh, Mario Saka with a six-pack coming up at 3. Immediately next, the man that sort of knows. We'll see what he sort of knows this week. That's next year on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 at 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> All across CNY, it's the 315 with Brian Higgins. If you'd like to join it at our QSportsDuck.com chat about Syracuse left-handed basketball players, you're more than welcome. Shout out Josh Pace. That's what we're doing during the breaks today. Um, why? I don't recall why. Doesn't matter. Not important. But that's what we're doing. Good time had by all. Who will be the next great orange lefty? Has Syracuse had way more great left-handed basketball players than other teams? I'm starting to think the answer might be yes. Is there any way to figure this out? I'm certain that answer to that question is no. Anyway, roll along here. It is Super Bowl weekend. The sole two-week lead-up to the Super Bowl, you know, we get into it every year, and yeah, it maybe it makes sense for the game. Like It certainly makes sense for the game and the NFL and whatever, and they do the Pro Bowl and the, all this stuff. It feels like it's been 78 years since I've seen a football game. Because uh, watch the Pro Bowl, I did not. Even if that could be considered a football game. So last one of the year coming up, 
So Eric Dungy will be in the XFL next week. Did he win the starting quarterback job? I don't know. I think it starts next week. I believe that's what Dungy told me. That is about the only thing that could get me to watch the XFL if uh, I could guarantee that when I turned it on at that exact second, that that is when I'd get to see Eric playing football. But that, uh, that could be the case. That could be the case. So we're uh, we're looking forward to, to the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. You know, it is the second year now that you can sit on your couch and bet on, like, every darn little thing in the Super Bowl. We'll get into the prop bets with Jim Coventry coming up in about 40 minutes. He'll be joining us at 3.30 on the show today. So looking forward to that. We'll see if Mario has any uh, you know prop bets and any Super Bowl action coming up in the six-pack. I don't know. He can do whatever he likes with the six-pack. I don't know. if Maybe, maybe he hasn't found good value in the Super Bowl. We'll find out. I don't know. We'll see if the man that sort of knows has gone to the Super Bowl. Just a, a little dabbling of Super Bowl uh, for the man that sort of knows. He's not gone uh, head-on into it. He's not done the research, the reams of research that Jim Coventry has done for when he comes on. But right now, let's get into it. Let's get into the, the picks and see what the man that sort of knows says this week. Could we have the money now? The answer is no. I'm afraid I must insist. I'm telling you, it's a lock. But it rained last night. Exactly. Restaurant that didn't serve any food and just served up gambling. This most loves the slop. It's I thought gambling was illegal. <laughs> Not if no one sees you do it. Father was a mother. His mother was a mother. His mother was a mother. No, I think it still is. But not if no one knows about it. I didn't know you know how to play poker, Lois. Yeah. Well, how you doing? Yeah. That's good, honey. Guaranteed bets. The man is a gambler. Results not guaranteed. Pay that man his money. It's the man who sort of knows. All right, here's what the man who sort of knows thinks he knows this week. The man that sort of knows has been on a, a bit of a heater when it comes to the college hockey scene. The college hockey scene has done the man that sort of knows well the last couple weeks, and he's going back to the well of the Minnesota Golden Gophers, the best team in the Big Ten. They can clinch the Big Ten hockey regular season this weekend against Wisconsin. One and a half goals on the puck line tonight and tomorrow against Wisconsin. Tonight and tomorrow. It's a two-game set. They've played twice already this season. The scores of those games feel pertinent here. 7-1 Seven to one and six to three. Minnesota has bludgeoned Wisconsin uh, multiple times already uh, this season. They will be playing tonight and tomorrow. Take them tonight, then go back and take them tomorrow. That's what the man that sort of knows says to do. St. Louis has become like the official team of the Friday picks. They seem to be playing every Friday, and somebody's picking them to do something every week. They got Dayton tonight. The man that sort of knows says take the under at one thirty-seven. Pace slow. St. Louis plays at the 205th fastest pace in the country. That's middling. Dayton plays at the 330th fastest place pace in the country. That is slow. When you play that slow, it's hard to score that many points. Take the under in SLU and Dayton tonight. Two lacrosse picks for the man that sort of knows coming up uh, this weekend. Bill Tierney's final ride. The winningest lacrosse coach of all-time, or the most championships of all-time, pardon me, for uh, Bill Tierney. He's got a seven of those. Can he get one more for the road? Denver did us well last week. Four-and-a-half goal favorites at Air Force. Usually it's hard to go to Air Force. It's less hard when you're not that far away, when you're already at altitude. Take Denver. They blew out Utah last week. Air Force got blown out by Ohio State. Take Denver to cover uh, tomorrow a mile up 
in Fort Collins. Also in lacrosse, Delaware, head coached by former Cornell head coach Ben DeLuca versus Lafayette tomorrow. Lafayette played a game last week. Delaware did not. Lafayette got just blown off the planet by Penn State. Delaware last year was pretty good. Delaware's a six-and-a-half goal favorite. Take the fighting Blue Hens this weekend as they open their lacrosse season and rounding things out for the man that sort of knows. He's got one Super Bowl pick. He is taking the Chiefs on the money line. He's going with the Chiefs. Why? I don't know if this is a uh, this is really a thing. Though the stat is interesting. The game will be played in Arizona in Phoenix, which is in the Mountain Time Zone. Patrick Mahomes all-time is 7-0 and in the Mountain Time Zone. Since 2019, if you go West Coast, Mountain or Pacific, Mahomes is 13-0. He doesn't lose when he goes in that direction. I don't know if that has any effect on the Super Bowl, but undefeated when he heads that way. And the man that sort of knows likes that. So college hockey, Minnesota over Wisconsin today and tomorrow. College basketball, St. Louis and Dayton take the under tonight. Lacrosse over the weekend, Denver and Delaware to cover and the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. And that is what the man who sort of knows thinks he knows this week. And with that, before we hit the break, let's go to the phone lines and bring in uh, Scooter. Scooter wants to join in our conversation about Syracuse left-handed basketball players. And uh, Scooter, I'm all for that. What, What do you got on the lefties? Uh, Marty Burns. Okay. He was, he, he was actually at the, the, the top pick uh, for the Phoenix Suns when he, I think when he went, I think it was 77 or 78 when he graduated. The reason why I know because I'm left-handed and he played the same position, so I kind of watch his style. It's a little bit undersized, and so he had to be kind of, kind of really tricky around the basket and stuff. But he came in just before the Marty, uh, before the Louie and Bowie era, uh, I think I think seventy six was his, his, his uh, freshman season. Uh, but, uh, it's quite a legacy of lefties here. Like it goes back further than you think yeah. when, when you think about. It. I don't know if other schools have this too, but uh, you know another but, lefty. That, that's what we need. Is Gene Waldron? Is that let's say the left hander too? Because yeah, I, I think I, he scored forty. Uh, I think he scored forty in the game. I'm certain that Gino scored forty, and he will not let you forget it. Um, it was the <laughs> it, it was the dome record for many many years. Um, uh, for for Waldron, uh, yeah, Gino's a lefty. I'm reasonably certain of that. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, there have been many many great left handers in the history of Syracuse basketball. I don't know why we started talking about that today. It doesn't really well, matter. It, it, it's interesting, Curse in high school, they do, they do very little scouting. So being left-handed, it kind of took the opposition about half the game when I was playing to realize I was left-handed because they always were uh, trying to trying to make me go the direction I wanted to go. And because they tried to you know, make you go left and go, okay, fine, that's fine with me. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't tell them that, that you're a lefty. Don't that's, tell them that, yeah. yeah. Just to, yeah. If, if they, they didn't have film on Scooter back in the day. Uh, no, no, no. That's what's great. What was great about high school. It was, like I said, it was okay. You got to force force them to go left. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, there it is. Uh, 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 all right, Scooter. Good to hear from you. We're going to continue right. our, our conversation about lefties in the chat when we come back. Mario with the six pack as we're rolling along here on a Friday on the show here at SkewSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. <laughs> 